know, Chester, uh, Carol and I went out for a, a little walk yesterday. And actually, we took a drive, too. It just felt so good to be outside. It was like 60, 60 degrees. And um, green is starting to pop up. <laughs> yeah, you can see little buds starting to pop up, and you can see the buds showing up on the trees. Oh, it's an exciting time of year. We're going to have really a beautiful week here. All week. Yeah. It's going to be great. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. This is for Monday, March the 8th, 2021. And of course, on Mondays, we play old time radio comedies. We're just delighted to have you along today because we have a good one. And it's one we haven't played on the podcast before. So, or that is the, not only have we not played the episode, we haven't played the show. And so I think it's one that you're going to enjoy. This was a well-written script tonight. I enjoyed it, listening to it last night. Uh, but anyway, before we do that, you need to get comfortable. And the way you do that is get over in that big chair, get your feet up, just really let yourself go. Forget about the cares of the day. Maybe get a little snack, a little something to drink, and just relax. Because we're coming right back at you with this week's old-time radio comedy. If you're a baby boomer like I are, do you remember the life of Riley on television with William Bendix? It was really a popular show. Uh, well, it like many of the TV shows of the 50s, it originated on radio. And that's what we're going to listen to tonight, an episode of The Life of Riley. Now, it first came on the radio in 1941, and an actor by the name of um, Lionel Stander played Riley, but the role was quickly taken over by William Bendix, who became synonymous with Riley. William Bendix had been a serious actor. Usually, um, in the movies, he played sort of the uh, co-star of films. Like I, one remember, I remember he was in with Guadalcanal Diary, and he was really good in that. But Life O'Reilly changed a lot of that for him, because after that, he was known as Chester A. Riley. And this show was kind of unique in that it was one of the first shows. It was a family uh, situation, but it was one of the first shows that really talked about uh, a lot of problems that normally were considered taboo. For instance, Riley often had economic problems, as you're going to hear in this episode tonight. 
But it was really a good show. William Bendix was Riley. In in the later episodes, which is uh, the one we're going to hear tonight from uh, May the 19th, 1950, Paula Winslow played his wife, Peg. And then he had a daughter, Babs, who is 17 years old in tonight's episode. And uh, she was played by Louise Erickson. And you're going to hear a, um, a very funny Jimmy Lydon who plays uh, Bab's boyfriend, Simon. In fact, that's the name of the episode, Bab's new boyfriend, Simon. And, of course, John Brown was a regular in the show, and he played a character that I don't remember from television by the name of Digger Odell. This is a good episode, Bab's boyfriend, Simon, as originally heard on The Life of Riley on NBC. <laughs> The life of Riley when it's Pabst Blue Ribbon you drink. The finest beer served anywhere, so let the glasses clink. Oh, east or west or north or south, there's nothing like it at all. Yes, you're living the life of Riley when for Pabst Blue Ribbon you call. When for Pabst Blue Ribbon you call. Pabst Blue Ribbon, finest beer served anywhere, proudly presents The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. Chester A. Riley, his 17-year-old daughter Babs, is the light of his life. But sometimes the light goes out at night, and then Riley is apt to hit the ceiling, especially when Babs' escort for the evening is a certain very ardent young blade named Simon Vanderhopper. That's Simon. I don't know what Babs is thinking of to go out with a fellow like that Simon Vanderhopper. Now, Riley, what's wrong with poor Simon? You treat him shameful. You throw him out of the house, he comes back. You throw him out again, he comes back. Why do you keep throwing him out? Because he keeps coming back. <laughs> Simon is a nice, reliable boy. Reliable? He don't even tell the truth. He promised he'd bring Babs home by 11 o'clock. Well, it's only 9.30. Yeah, but they ain't even on the porch yet. <laughs> but Simon's good for two hours on that porch. What? Then put a light on the porch. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'm going to put floodlights on that porch. <laughs> With thousand-watt bulbs. I don't care how much it costs. Oh, that's Simon. Now he's running up my electric bill. Oh, that reminds me, Riley. I got another notice from the electric company. We owe three months again. We do not. I paid it last week. I mailed them a money order. But we got a notice today saying if that bill's not paid, they'd shut off the lights. Ah, what a bluff. They've been saying that every three months for years, but I noticed they never shut it off. No, because you always pay up at the last minute. This time I fooled them. I paid prompt. Three months late to the day. <laughs> Well, here's my house, Simon Thank you for a lovely evening I enjoyed the movie Oh, so did I, Babs It was wonderful Remember the part where Montgomery Cliff Takes Olivia de Havilland in his arms Like this And then he says Ah, oh, my darling I adore you I worship you And then he crushes her passionately to him Like this and kisses her like this. Simon, stop kissing that mailbox. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I got carried away. What on earth's the matter with you, Simon? Well, gee, Babs, do you think I want to go around kissing mailboxes? 
Honest, I'd rather kiss you any day. Oh, Simon. Oh, it's true. You forced it out of me. I love you, Babs. I love you madly. Simon! My father will hear you. Well, I'm not afraid of your father. When a man loves a woman, he's got to be willing to suffer, and I'm willing to suffer agony. Let's get married. <laughs> married? Yes, married. What's good enough for my parents is good enough for me. Say you'll marry me. I love you, madly. Don't talk like that, Simon. Even if I liked you, Daddy doesn't. You and he are miles apart. Well, after we're married, I'll be closer. I'll move in. <laughs> now you're moving in. I heard enough. Daddy! Good night. Wait a minute. You ain't leaving till I get an explanation. Daddy, you'll catch cold out here. Yeah, well, if I do, it'll be his fault. There was a draft blowing through the keyhole. Come inside, Simon Yes, sir, Mr. Riley Now, what's the idea of keeping my daughter out so late? It won't happen again, sir It better not, so get that through my thick skull <laughs> Well, gee, Mr. Riley, why don't you like me? I'm a normal American boy Yeah, that's the trouble with you, no ambition <laughs> When I was your age, I was abnormal I had some ambition Simon's ambitious, Daddy Yeah, fine ambition Selling pogo sticks oh, oh, no, I've given that up I'm an inventor now Look, you see this nettle bottle? Yeah This is my own formula Spot go Spot go? Yes, Daddy It's a new kind of spot remover Oh, it's terrific, Mr. Riley I figured out when I get it on the market I can make a cent a gallon Cent a gallon It ain't worth bothering with Simon, you just ain't got no business brain Oh, yes, but if I sell only five million gallons of spot go The first year I make $50,000 well, now you're talking sense. <laughs> Simon, I think we got something here. 50,000. Uh, let's see this stuff work, partner. All right, I'll, I'll give you a demonstration. Right. I, uh, I always carry a little bottle with me. <laughs> Where's the spot? Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, who's got a spot? Oh, oh, here's one on my handkerchief. Oh, no, no, don't use your handkerchief. Let's do this thing right. Here's a spot on this smoking jacket that I'm wearing. Uh, Daddy, maybe you better let Simon try it on his handkerchief first. No, no, no. You can wash a handkerchief, so that's no test. Here, son, use it on the smoking jacket. Well, all right, if you insist. Now, now, look, I just pour a little over the stain, yeah. like this. Simon, my smoking jacket is smoking. <laughs> Simon, what's happening? Oh, I've never done that before. Oh, maybe I didn't put enough on. I'll add a little. Yeah, well, hurry up, hurry up. Stop! Now my skin is smoking. He's barbecuing my arm. Oh, gosh, Mr. Riley, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean... Now, now, don't lose it. Please don't get excited. Who's getting excited? I'm perfectly calm. Please, open the door, Simon. Yes, sir. <laughs> now get out of this house! <laughs> Dumplin'. What's for breakfast? Morning, Babs. Mother, will you kindly inform your husband that I'm not speaking to him? Oh, I'll inform him, Babs. Whose husband? <laughs> hey, wait. What's eating her, Peg? You know very well. Throwing that poor boy out again last night, it, it, it's disgraceful. Mother, I was never so humiliated in all my life. Now, 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 Babs. You say that every time I throw him out. <laughs> Besides, did you see what he did to my smoking jacket with his spot go? He ought to call it sleeve go. <laughs> 
accidents can happen. It's your own fault, Daddy. My fault, I should say not. It was, Mother. He made Simon do it. Peg, who are you going to believe, your daughter or your husband? I'd rather not get involved in this. Well, sure, because you believe her. You're prejudiced. <laughs> She's your daughter. I'm only related to you by marriage. Now, according to the facts, you were wrong, Riley. The why not admit it? Well, why can't she have a boyfriend who's in a respectable business? Well, the boy is trying to get somewhere. He's ambitious. Maybe all he needs is some sound, intelligent advice. He'll never get it from me. <laughs> I'm too busy. <laughs> well, why shouldn't you give Simon a helping hand? Yes, Daddy, Simon thinks the world of you. He does? Well, no, I, I wouldn't wait. He to. looks up to you and admires you. Well, he is a bright kid. <laughs> that I'll say for him. He thinks you're wonderful. You see that, dear? So why don't you help him instead of just yelling at him? Well, well, sure. If Simon wants to learn, I could show him how I got successful. <laughs> oh, that'd be terrific, Daddy. Yes, sir. Someday soon I'll have a talk with the boy. Uh, come in. Babs, I... Oh, Mr. Ryland. Simon! Get out of this... Oh, I forgot. Oh, you, come in, Simon, darling. Come in. <laughs> Sit down, Simon. Well, I, I didn't know you were still home. I, I forgot my hat last night. Well, come in, come in. I'm not going to bite you, am I? Well, you haven't so far. <laughs> yeah, you see, you're in. Nothing's happened to you. Babs, get Simon's hat. All right, Daddy. Oh, I knew it was too good to last. Huh? Oh, no, no, Simon. I just wanted to be alone with you. Uh, Peg, you help Babs get Simon's hat and take your time. Uh, all right, dear. See you later, Simon. No, no, all right, Peg. Simon, there comes a time in every boy's life when he should have a head-to-head -head talk with an older man. Oh, but Mr. Riley, I know all about the birds and the bees. <laughs> well, fine. Tell me about them someday, huh? <laughs> But, but what I want to talk about is your future. Well, my future? Yeah. Oh, gee, that's swell of you, Mr. Riley. Simon, my boy, you want to get somewhere in this world, amount to something, don't you? Oh, yes, sir. Well, then you've got to act. To be a big success, you've got to be a go-getter. Remember, the footprints in the sands of time were never made by sitting down. <laughs> Gosh, that's a brilliant way of putting it. Yeah? <laughs> well, I, uh... I made that up. <laughs> I make up lots of clever remarks. Uh, did, you, did you ever hear, don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes? Oh, yes, sir. Well, I said that when I was a kid. Gang of us in Brooklyn were having a fight with the Canarsie Wharf rats with pea shooters, see? Well, they also said that at Bunker Hill. Well, yeah, it could be. My remarks went all over the neighborhood. <laughs> now, listen, son. I've been thinking about you, and what you need is a permanent job, even if it's only for a few weeks. You mean a steady job that pays a salary? That's hitting the nail on the head. That's another one of my remarks. <laughs> you gotta get in with some solid outfit. Take any job, as long as it's got a future. Well, Mr. Riley, I know where I can get a job in a going firm, but it doesn't pay much. Not enough to get married on. So what? You can't expect too much money at the start? Now, take me. When I first got married, how much do you think my wife was making a week? I mean... <laughs> my wife and me together. But I made good... You ought to see me today. Mr. Riley, you've inspired me. I'll get a steady job or die in the attempt. Well, don't die. That's too steady. <laughs> yes, sir. Nothing's going to stop me. You'll see. Atta boy, Simon. You get that job and don't take no for an answer. 
That's another one of my remarks. <laughs> Simon just phoned. He's coming right over. He got a job. Oh, that's fine. Well, did you hear that, Dumplin'? I made a new man out of that boy. Oh, you sure did. Well, just remember, anytime you've got a problem, let me know. <laughs> oh, all right, mastermind. I've got a problem. All right. What are we going to do about that electric bill? Electric bill? Is that stubborn company still claiming it ain't paid? They phoned today, and the man said if you don't pay it, they'll just have to turn off the lights. I'd like to see them turn off my lights. The first guy that comes into this house and touches one of our wires is going to get the shock of his life. Believe me, I'll tear him limp. Oh, hello, folks. Well, Mr. Riley, I put it over. I got the job. Atta boy, Simon. I knew you had the right stuff in you. Well, that's good. wonderful, And it's a swell Simon. job, too, with a future. Oh, you're going to be a big success, Simon. I'm glad you were smart enough to take my advice. Oh, thanks, Mr. Riley. I'll never forget you for this. And now, just to celebrate my new career, you're going to be my first customer. Well, well sure, Simon. Go, go ahead. Sell me something. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not a salesman, Mr. Riley. I'm a bill collector for the electric company. Now, about the money you owe us. <laughs> Bill collected. Simon, get out of this house! Not till you pay the bill. Just like you said, I'm a go-getter. Go-getter, huh? Well, go get out of this house! <laughs> Back to the life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley with Paula Winslow and John Brown. It is now the following night. Riley is out, and unfortunately, so are the lights in his house. Ouch! Who is it, please? I can't see you in the dark. It's me, Babs. Oh, Simon, you shouldn't have come here. My father's furious. No, oh, I had to see you, Babs. I can't stand being away from you. You're. You're the light of my life. Maybe I am, but on account of you, there's no light in our house. But I didn't shut off your current. I just worked for the electric company as a bill collector. I've got no power. <laughs> Please let me come in. You'd better not. Daddy's out. But if he comes back and finds you here, he'll get violent. Well, gee whiz, if he paid his bill, this wouldn't happen. He says he did pay it. Well, anyway, I'm glad they turned your lights off. Simon, you don't mean that. Oh, yes, I do, because, because this is the first chance I've ever had to be alone with you in the dark. Kiss me, Babs. Kiss you? Let's live dangerously. <laughs> Simon, what's gotten into you? Well, that's the way I am. In the light, I'm like a meek little butterfly, but in the dark, I'm a regular bat. <laughs> I love you, Babs. I love you, Matt. Simon, come Quick. Oh, gee, thanks, Babs. Daddy's coming down the street. Hide, hide. No, I'm no coward. I won't hide. Where's the back door? <laughs> no, he might come in that way. Hide. Well, where? Where? I can't see in the dark. Oh. Sit down and keep quiet and slip out when you get a chance. Oh, there he is at the door. Simon, where are you? I think I'm sitting in the Morris chair. Well, be careful. There's a broken spring in it. A spring? That's it. <laughs> Shh, don't move. Is, uh, 
Is that you, Daddy? I don't know. It's too dark to see. <laughs> we live. Uh, why don't you take a nice walk, Daddy? It's too dark out tonight. At least in here, I know my way around. I can see every place. Go! Go! Oh. Daddy, if you'd only pay the bill, it's only $7. I told you I paid the bill. Why should I pay that company twice for electricity I only use once? I'll show that Simon. But it's not Simon's fault. It was the company. They're in it together. Well, they can keep their electricity. I bought some candles as soon as I find a match. Oh, oh don't light it yet. Why not? It's nice in the dark. Listen, I gotta write a letter to my mother, and I've got enough trouble spelling when I can see. Somewhere. What's that? I heard something. It must have been your imagination. Oh, no, no, no. I, I ain't the type to hear noises in my head. <laughs> if I am, then my head's got a busted spring. <laughs> Babs. Babs, there's somebody else in this room besides us. No, Daddy, there can't be. Yes, there is. <laughs> in the Mars chair. Babs, are you in the Mars chair? No, I'm on the couch. Forget it, Daddy. Quiet, I'm concentrating. Now, here's the radio. Now, my Mars chair is two steps southwest of here. <laughs> Fine thing, a man has to crawl around in his own house. Oh, that's Simon when I get my hands on him out. Aha! Daddy, please! I found my Mars chair. Here's the leg. Here's the arm. Here's the face. Here's... <laughs> I feel a face. Uh, that's my face. I'm in the Morris chair. If that's your face, why don't you shave? <laughs> Babs, this ain't you. You don't wear a bow tie. It, it's that Simon. Well, I give up, Mr. Riley. I surrender. You conniver. First you take away my light, then you sneak around in my dark. <laughs> ain't you made trouble enough? But, Daddy, if you'll only let him explain... Simon! Get out of this house! But, Mr. Riley... Out! I'd throw you out myself if I could find the door. <laughs> Goodbye, Simon. Wait, I'll help you find the door. No, I can find it. There, I've got the doorknob. Simon, let go of my nose. <laughs> Babs, you can't leave me like this. I... We're only going to the movies. Movies? And leave me alone here in the dark? Well, it wouldn't be dark if you paid the electric bill. I did pay it. Fine thing when a wife don't believe a husband she sees every day and she sighs with a strange electric company she hears from only once a month. <laughs> I refuse to stay in a house that's pitch dark. Well, it ain't so bad. Look at all these nice candles, Peg. They work pretty good. Look, I got them all around the couch here. Well, lie there and look at them. Come on, Babsy. We'll be late for the Gregory Peck picture. Yeah, but thank you. Huh, that's gratitude. They'd rather pay good money to look at Gregory Peck than sit here and look at me free. <laughs> oh, gee, this house is gloomy. With all these candles around me, I feel like I'm ready for my funeral. Please, this is my day off. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Oh. oh, hello, Digger. How did you get in here? The front door was ajar. The house was still, 
I saw candles burning, so I rushed right in. <laughs> Tell me, Riley, why the unusual illumination? The electric company turned off the lights. Digger, wait, I'll get up. Oh, no, no, just lie there. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> Riley, about the electricity, if you're in financial difficulties, let me help out. I promise I won't tell a living soul. Oh, well, much obliged, Digger, but I don't need anything. I always have plenty of money on me. You see, I do a cash and carry business. <laughs> well, no, honest, I ain't broke. And I've saved considerable. Every year I lay away plenty. But I paid the bill, but thanks for the offer, Digger. You're a real friend. I try to be. In my profession, we have a saying. The good that you do unto people will come back to you in the end. And so will the people. Well, yeah, that's true, Digger. Oh, I enjoy all people. Yeah, so do I, except kids like that Simon. Well, yeah, sometimes youngsters can be annoying. Only yesterday, a gang of hoodlums pilfered a sign from a Dutch boy paint store and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Ooh, I was mortified. Why? What did the sign say? We guarantee to give you a permanent finish. <laughs> oh, gee, I wish we had lights. But you say you paid the bill. Well, sure I did, and that electric company will find out their mistake, and when he... Hey! Hey, what happened? The lights went on. So they did. <laughs> well, I'll be running along. With all these lights on, it's, it's a bit gloomy here. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Well, it's about time they find I found out their mistake. I knew I was right. I'll make them apologize for this. Riley, what do you think? Who are you phoning? The electric company. I'm going to tell them off good. Hang up the phone. Yeah, but the lights are on again. I told you I paid the bill. I told you they made a mistake shutting our lights off. But, Daddy, uh, the company never turned our lights off. There was a wire down, and the whole block was dark. We saw the men fixing it. Hang up the phone. Wait a minute. You mean Simon didn't shut off our lights on account of the bill? Of course not. That boy, you can't depend on him for anything. <laughs> Admit it, Riley. You owe that poor Simon an apology. Yeah, you're right, Dumplin'. I owe him an apology. I wish he was here right now. Well, hello, Mr. Riley. Here I am again. I gotta watch what I wish from now on. <laughs> well, Mr. Riley wants to say something to you, Simon. Don't you, dear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgive you, Simon, for being a bill collector for the electric company. Hereafter, when I really owe a bill, you're welcome to come here and try to collect it. Well, that's a fine attitude, sir. And I'm glad that you're ambitious. Well, thanks, Mr. Riley, but I quit that job. So you're out of work again, you loafer. Well, I don't like collecting bills. Oh, but I've got another offer. The foreman of the maintenance crew down the street just offered me a better job. Oh, fine, Simon. What kind of job? Well, I I'm not sure I ought to take it. Don't be silly. You can't afford to lay around. Get to work. But, Mr. Riley, gee... Simon, if you want to make good with me, get to work, but fast. Show that electric company you're a live wire. Well, if, if you say so, Mr. Riley, I'd do anything to prove to you I mean business. Yes, sir. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got that boy hypnotized, Riley. Yes, Daddy. I never saw anything like it. Well, he knows good horse sense when it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> nice boy, that Simon. I'm going to make something out of him. 
Hey, hey, where'd he go? Oh, he was a daisy left by the back door. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got this all straightened out. We... Oh, there goes the lights out again. What happened now? It's funny. Maybe that wire's down again. Well, no. No, this time the other houses are still lit up. Yeah, well, this must be a fuse this time. Babs, find Simon. Ask because he got a fuse. Well, here I am, Mr. Riley. Boy, this new job is a cinch. Yeah, well, never mind that, Simon. Have you got a fuse? Our lights. Oh, it isn't a fuse, Mr. Riley. I turned off your lights on account of that bill you owe. You what? Well, that's my new job. When people don't pay their bills, I turn off the lights. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. <laughs> Simon... Get out of this house! Now, wait, Riley! Well, you said I should take the job. Well, let go of my collar! Come on! Shut off my lights, will you? Get out of this house and stay out! I'm getting so as I can pitch him out in the dark. <laughs> oh, Daddy, why must you always... That won't do you no good to knock. Get away from there, Simon. But, uh, Mr. Riley, you threw me in the closet! <laughs> Chester Riley, you let that poor boy out this instant and apologize. Do you hear me? Come on out, Simon. I'm sorry. I apologize for throwing you in the closet. I meant to throw you out the front door. Now get out and stay out and never darken my house again. <laughs> Just a moment, Riley will return. Well, look, Peg, I told you I paid the bill. Here you are. Look, I found the money order receipt. Now who's pig-headed? Oh, uh, Daddy. That's not the receipt. That's the money order. You must have mailed them the wrong end. <laughs> I, I made... You, you, you mean the post office didn't send the money? Of course not, Daddy. Don't you see? Well, that's a fine way to run a post office. <laughs> well, this taught me my lesson. I'm through with that post office. From now on, every time I mail a letter, I'll deliver it myself. <laughs> When it's Pabst Blue Ribbon you drink The finest beer served anywhere So let the glasses clink Oh, east or west or north or south There's nothing like it at all Yes, you're living the life of Riley When for Pabst Blue Ribbon you call When for Pabst Blue Ribbon you call Pabst Blue Ribbon invites you to join us again next week To hear The Life of Riley Starring William Bendix as Riley the Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker by arrangement with Universal International Pictures, which will soon release Winchester 73, starring James Stewart and Shelley Winters. Tonight's script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Schiff. Music by Lou Kozloff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger O'Dell is John Brown, Babs is Louise Erickson, and Simon is Jimmy Lydon. is brought to you by the Pabst Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, New York, New Jersey, and Peoria, Illinois, and sent your way with the best wishes of Pabst Blue Ribbon dealers from coast to coast. Jimmy Wallington speaking. Stay tuned for sports news with Bill Stern on NBC. And that was The Life of Riley from uh, May 19th, 1950 on NBC.
Name of that episode was Bab's New Boyfriend, Simon. And Simon became a collector for the electric company. I, I love the fact that Riley's past-due bill for three months, three months, was $7. Can you imagine that? Do you know, though, how much the average income was in the United States? The average income for an average family in the United States in 1950 was $3,210 a year. So you had to have a $7 electric bill. Uh, houses were like $10,000 or something. I, I think that's what my, my parents paid for. The house I grew up in, I think it was something like uh, $11,000, and they bought it in like 1953 and uh, paid it off in 10 years. And that house today, the same house, it, it's no newer. <laughs> in fact, it's, what, 60 years older. But that same house today would be... Um, Probably about $500,000 in Southern California. Uh, I love the, uh, the way that Riley would play with words. Much th- it reminds me of Don Quinn's writing for Fibber, McGee, and Molly. You know, it just like plays on you're not going to keep me in the dark and, uh, when he's talking about the electric being out. Next time we play A Life of Riley, notice that. They have a lot of plays on words, especially Digger Odell. He really does it. He, he does it a lot. Also, uh, Babs and Simon went to the movie, and uh, Simon mentioned uh, how Montgomery Cliff was making the moves on Olivia de Havilland and how he held her and how he kissed her. Well, that movie would have been The Heiress, which first came out in 1949. It was directed by William Wyler. And in the film, uh, Montgomery Cliff played uh, somebody very interested in Olivia de Havilland, who was an heiress who was quite wealthy, and her father, played by Ralph Richardson, thought that Montgomery Clift was a gold digger. So that was the uh, gist of that movie. So if that ever happens to come up on Turner Classic Movies, you might watch it. And then you can say, I watched the same movie that Babs and Simon watched on one of their dates. Life O'Reilly, a good show. I enjoyed that one quite a bit, and I hope you did too. And we'll play more episodes in the weeks ahead.
Well, that is going to do it for Monday, March the 8th, 2021. Hope you enjoyed our selection today. We will be back tomorrow with an old-time radio drama, on Wednesday with an old-time radio mystery, and on Thursday with a Western. Of course, we have the archive show on the weekend. We do hope that you come back and spend a little time with us. Uh, We're going to go out tonight with this beautiful John Lennon, too. Boy, if you were around in the 60s, you are, even the early 70s, you definitely knew this song. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. Say